and welcome back to another episode of Soul Focus Radio. This is your host, Martin Friedman, and I am so excited to be joined by my special, special guest who will look very familiar and sound very familiar to you. I'm joined today by M, and I'm joined today by Dustin. What's happening, fellas? What's happening? What's happening, Martin? Good to be on this show. Woo! So excited about what we're getting ready to talk about. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is definitely a blast from the past. Um, it hasn't been the three of us on this uh, podcast for a long time. That's and I'm true. really, really excited. And today we have a very, very special episode where we are going to talk about becoming powerful. Ooh, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Becoming powerful. Wow. Yeah. So I'm just going to tell our, our listeners, you know, I wanted to introduce, I was so excited. I wanted to introduce, introduce you all early during the intro. So I'm just going to tell our listeners, this is going to be an awesome conversation. And we have a very special announcement of an upcoming series of events that we're going to be doing at Soul Focus Group um, that directly tie into the concept of becoming powerful. Yes. We're so, going to help you become powerful. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. All right. With that, uh, we will be right back. When you come to the Soul Focus Group, you come to an acknowledgement that there has been injuries done to us from all these different forms of oppression. Injuries that have impacted our subconscious mind, our heart, our spirit, our very soul. So at the Soul Focus Group, we recognize that and we focus on healing healing, the return or the recovery of our connections to our healthy self, our beautiful thinking mind. We want you to come join us in a movement of healing all around the world to restore us back to our rightful state. At the Soul Focus Group, we heal. So let's just get going. I'm, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you all. I just really want to start with, like, when I say that phrase, becoming powerful, what's the first thing that comes to each of your minds when I say becoming powerful? What comes to your mind? The first thing that comes to my mind is having what I want, when I want it, how I want it, mm-hmm. the life I want to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know, for me, it, it, it kind of takes it expressing all of my internal resources, bringing all of who I am to bear on my life in every area of my life from parenting, from creativity, my work, from engaging with you two, my brothers, from just being out in the world, bringing all of the beauty I have inside of me fully to bear with no, no, as my D would say, no governor on the bus. I love that. (laughs) I love that. So I think it's really clear and I want to get us even more clear. It's clear in the way that both of you answered that question that we're talking about personal power, right? So I just want to be, when we say how to become powerful or becoming powerful, we are not talking about how to be you know, a governor, a mayor, uh, uh, the president or a CEO of of, a, of an international co- corporation. We're not talking about systemic power at all. Right. I just want to be really clear about that. We're talking well, we're about, talking about we're talking about the seed of all power. That's right. Mm-hmm. So collective power starts with individual power. Right. When a group right. of powerful individuals come together and collectivize themselves, they become a powerful system. So it's we, we're talking about where it really starts. If we're going to change anything. We got we got individuals have to be in their power, become powerful. That's so right. I'm glad you said that, Madi, because even as we think about those governors, mayors, presidents, CEOs, most of them are not powerful in the way we're talking about. But right. when you're in your power in the way we're talking about right now, Martin, Madi's in his power, then we, this is why we are so powerful and so focused group, because we are committed to being in our power. So yes, it is definitely internal individual power, but we are we are one, right? So when we're in our internal individual power, we create that collective power, which is what yeah, this yeah. world is crying out for. I, I think no, no human being, no human being can function well without power. Without that sense of individual power, right? Because without, it's important, yeah. very important. Yeah, because what I appreciated about what you all both just clarified is that we need to build systems from a place of systemic power from a place we never had before, which is the people that are making up that systems being in their own individual power, having a sense of their own individual power. And that's not where we've been coming from. We've been coming from the idea of power because I want to be in charge. I want to have power over people. It hasn't been a collective vision of a whole group of people that are all in their individual power. They're feeling sense of becoming powerful in that way. 
I would definitely agree with that. And I would go on to say that the way the system was designed, it was designed to keep people distracted from their power so that they will rely on authority. See, authority is different from power. So you have some people who have authority, they're in positions of authority, but don't feel any real personal power in their own lives. I've coached a whole bunch of them, right? We have a lot of resources, a lot of money, a lot of you know uh, relationships to tap into, and yet feel powerless and disempowered at the same time because they never tapped into their personal power. So they never became powerful. They got into a, a position of authority. Everybody looked up to them and, and expected them to do great things because they were in the position of authority. But at the same time, in their life, they were suffering, right? Just feeling disconnected, feeling like they couldn't create the reality that they wanted to create for themselves. So we're talking about the goodies. We're talking about the real goodies. We're not talking about the goodies that the world gives you. We're talking about the goodies that you give to yourself. You know, and as you, my dear, as you talk about coaching, so I was just... Uh, at a basketball tournament in Los Angeles with 10 uh, young people, high school seniors. And one of the things, the topic of our discussion today is becoming powerful, but yes. you know, talking to them about their experience in school and what they go through on a day-to-day basis, how their peers relate to each other. Society has set up structures that are really about becoming disempowered. You know, But when you turn on a light bulb for the young people and show them a pathway toward power, they're like, oh, my God, nobody's ever talked to me like this. Nobody's ever told me this. So infusing that sense of uh, a power in terms of how we're talking about it for young people, you know, and, and we've gone through the same experience. I mean, we've gone through the education system. We've been socialized through the media. We, you know, had our peers and our family around us. But there's a light bulb. It's like this big tunnel and a light at the end that is so bright that just magnetizes, pulls you to it. And that's what power is, like a light that's just calling us to bring all of us to bear. And and just from young people, right, young people are desperately craving this. But the truth is, everybody's craving this, whether they're conscious of it or not. We come into this world to participate with our power, to engage our power, to explore our power, to, to be able to demonstrate it, right? So there's nothing we want more than anything on an intuitive level than to be able to demonstrate to the world what our power is. So I, I mean, this conversation is like way overdue because uh, nothing works without power. Nothing. All no one. Yeah, I, I appreciate. First of all, I just appreciate the energy that both of you are bringing to this conversation. Right. And Dustin, I love that you brought in the idea of helping youth with becoming powerful, because I think for all three of us, I think we would all agree that we we came to the idea of what it means to be powerful in how you all are describing it somewhat later in life, and that we spent yeah. a lot of our lives coming from a place of disempowerment. And so becoming powerful is so important, because I just think about like, all the areas of all the times in my life, when I felt incredibly disempowered, and had no idea the actual power that I had. You know, what you're saying is so on point, Martin, because no one had a conversation with us about power for a very long time. You know, growing up as a child, power was never a part of the conversation. I never heard the word power, except for fighting against power, except for fighting against those who are in power. That's always how was the conversation was brought to me. It wasn't until actually, you know, doing working with the Institute, right? The People's Institute and being a facilitator of their undoing racism workshop. We're going through that workshop over and over again. I'm facilitate, co-facilitating it. And for 10 years straight, I would hear them say, people aren't poor because they lack services and programs. People are poor because they lack a sense of their own power. And it took 10 years for it to get through the firewall in my subconscious mind that, you know, the block I had about power for me to hear that. And once I heard it, I was like, oh, shit. You mean to tell me this is not really about racism? This is not really about poverty? This is not really about all the isms? This is really about power? If this is really about power, why aren't we focusing on developing power in ourselves and each other? And that was for me an, an epiphany. It changed everything, changed how I looked at all of this when I understood that power was the centerpiece that I think this world has done a good job of keeping us distracted from. Yeah, I, I would definitely say I wasn't introduced to the concept of becoming powerful in the way we're talking about it today until I began coaching with Madi in 2015. You know, just like Madi, my sense of power was, you know, coming out of an organizing background was, you know, this notion of being able to control the institutions that 
you know, affect our lives and also very much a power over. I mean, before even the Institute was socializing to this power over, you know, so maybe power for me meant I was going to have a lot of money or get a lot of women or, you know, all these external notions of power. But the truth is, until I was exposed to what it meant to have spiritual power, that I was feeling living my life incredibly disempowered. And as a matter of fact, I was taught, uh, not necessarily, sometimes overtly, but many times covertly that wanting to experience your internal power was almost like, who do you think you are? You know, look at the rest of us, right? That's not for you. That's, you know, for whoever, right? And like, you're, you're just, you know, I can remember talking to someone like, you know, talking about wanting to be happy in my life. Like, what is happiness? You know, what does that mean? Right. You know, and so in so many ways from a very young age, all the way up to, you know, I was 45 when I began coaching with my D, even through all those years of therapy and all that stuff, I was taught very um, intentionally to run away from a sense of power within myself, all the power that I had. Yeah, thank you for sh- for sharing that. And and my D, you know, having been like both of you said, having been socialized, um, you know, through People's Institute and this idea that 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 racism is, you know, ultimately this about not having power. That's how we're going to shift things. It's not about just the idea of racism or any other oppression, but it's it's a power issue. Dustin, I really want to know for you. So you talk about how momentous it was for you to coach with my D. Everybody on Soul Focus Radio that's ever listened knows I also coach with my D. At what point did you find yourself? you know, really saying, wait a minute, like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm being coached. Like, was there a level of like internal conflict or cognitive dissonance about as you were becoming powerful with yourself? Uh, Cause you were a, a great organizer. Like, you know, you still are, you were Definitely. out there, you were out there both in Seattle and, and nationwide and worldwide organizing like crazy. When, as you started to learn about becoming powerful, using the tools that my D coaches with, when did that shift for you? And you said, oh, maybe I shouldn't be putting all this all this uh, energy into external organizing, but I really need to like organize myself, like get myself right. When did yeah. when was that shift for you? What did that look so, like? Yeah. So even from 2015 and 2017, I was being exposed to spiritual, internal spiritual power and beginning to open up things within myself. But the truth is the catalyst for me was having pancreatitis from my alcoholism. Because honestly, I wasn't being honest with my D. I wasn't being honest with myself. I wasn't being honest with anybody around me, but definitely wasn't being honest with my, with my coach. And so when I got sober and removed that, that barrier to really experiencing myself, everything started to open up for me because I started to have a getting back in touch with my beautiful thinking mind. I started to have clarity. Then I started to see power from a very different place and begin to, to reflect on what was I bringing to the organizing community from a place of disempowerment? What what were we bringing together collectively? And then where do I really want to go? You know, Madi would always ask this question, well, what do you want? So I wanted to be happy in my own life. I wanted to be honest. I wanted to experience my partner in a, a, from a place of integrity. I wanted to be fully present with myself and with my children, right? I wanted to be able to bring all of my creativity to bear in a new way, but also had to really see that the way we were approaching the work, and this is not to, you know, people have every right to do whatever you know, I had to go on that journey to learn to get to where I am, right? But for me, I knew there was a new way um, to approach the the collective work that we were doing in terms of making societal change. And that had to measure up with me living what I was talking in the world, right? Hmm. And then also, you know, I was in a state, you know, we talk a lot about creating, not fighting. I was fighting with myself and I was fighting with everyone around me, right? But as I started to move from fighting and just letting go of all that toxic negative energy to creating, I knew that we had to approach the, the collective work differently, which was reflected in terms of how I was approaching my internal work within myself, the internal narrative conversations, but also with the people closest to me, the ones that I love the most. That's beautiful because we all have the ability to change our reality. And that is the, the, the core of what power is. The ability to change your reality into what you want it to be. So if, you, if you're sitting in a reality that you don't like yourself in, feels painful, it feels lonely, it feels disheartening, disempowering, you have the ability to change that reality. Now, how does it happen? You got to be put in touch with those abilities. You got to be put in touch with them and also to have you to get to a point to where you own them. 
And you say like, you know, you like the Michael Jordan or the Steve, you know, Stephen Curry, give me the ball. We're down 20 points. Yeah, but just give me the ball. We're going to come out of this, right? Because a lot of us, we in situations where we're down 20 points, we think the game over. But you woke up today. You woke up, so the game ain't over. There's still time on the clock. You still have the, the ability, if you're put in touch with it right, to turn the game around. So I hear you saying that we have to become the LeBron James of of our <laughs> of our own of our own lives. That's what I heard you say. I heard no, you. That, was, that, that, that was that was that was a slick one, Mark. <laughs> I heard you very explicitly say that we have to become the LeBron. But in, in all seriousness, uh, my D, one of the things I'm feeling really strongly, and I, I want you to clarify this. So I think that in the in our in the anti-racist organizing world, we were reliant on other people's definition of what it meant to like, to be accountable, to be successful, to, you know, to end racism, all of it. We relied on an external um, format, an external uh, image and vision that was given to us externally. And in becoming powerful in the way we're talking about it today, and this is regardless of whether you've been in a, you know, in a corporate job or whatever, this isn't just about like organized, this is just our experience. This is how we all came together. But uh, it, it seems like there's a huge element of becoming reliant on your own definition and your own viewpoint and your own vision and your own interpretation of reality for us to really become powerful. Yes. You know, I, I, when you say it, I was thinking about some of my white coaches when I was, you know, playing ball in college and high school, then all of them had a saying, you know, uh, you got to take the bull by the horns. And that, that means taking the bull by the horns. It means defining your own reality taking responsibility for what all the, what the bull represents for you, right? That is the reason why there's a bull at the stock exchange as a symbol, right? There's a bull. If you don't take the bull by the horns and start driving your will, because we all got a will, and if everybody else is driving our will and not us, we cannot end up where we really want to be. So having power, getting in touch with your power is you learning how to drive your will. Some people got a will in their back. A steering wheel in their back. The world is driving people. You are not going to feel no power with you taking on everybody else's definitions of stuff because you got to get in touch with how you define things and how you see things because that's the reason why you're here. You're here because you were not designed to see things like everybody else see them. But you keep your mouth closed. You don't say anything because you, you, you're worried about if people going to like it or not. The hell if they like it or not. You know, you got you to gotta take the bull by the horn. So Becoming powerful is an act of taking the bull by the horn. Justin, how much how much has imagining, how much has imagination been a part of your journey in becoming powerful? How much is imagining outside of like the realities that you've been given your whole life, not even just in like the organizing community, but the realities you were given as a child, the realities that you've been given your whole life, whether those are identity-based realities or whether those are personality or family trauma-based realities. How much of becoming powerful has been about you imagining and then creating something different? Yeah. Wow. So, so that's, that's such a great question, Martin, because I've come to understand, to know that our imagination is what connects us to the, to the creator, right? To the infinite knowledge that exists in the universe. And what I've been able to experience is when I sit and imagine and visualize, whatever I imagine and visualize comes to bear. And so I've come to learn to take a lot of responsibility for that power. Because, you know, based on my socialization, conditioning, messages that were in my subconscious programming, I would often imagine exactly what I did not want to experience in life, mm. right? And then I would speak that into existence. And what, one of the things that's beautiful about our relationships is we have these mirrors, because sometimes those old programs uh, slip through. So, you know, just recently, you know, my D was, you know, I was talking about, wow, my kids, a lot of energy. And he was like, you know, be careful of that, right? Because there's some stuff that you're putting out that is not exactly where you are, nor what you want to project onto your children, right? And so learning to be responsible for the power of my imagination and my visualization mm-hmm. uh, and to create what I want to experience in the world um, has been a profound for me, right? And, and and I'm still in the process of really, really owning that power and really centering in that power. So imagination, because we can create, you know, one of the things we talk about at Soul Focus Group are we are the meaning makers, right? Right. And so 
not only are we meaning makers, but we are the creators of all of our experiences. So you talked a few minutes ago about accountability, right? It's about, for me, I, I prefer to speak about responsibility and taking responsibility for the power of my visualization, my imagination in terms of what I'm creating from the inside out. Because we've been taught everything uh, comes from the outside in, you know, out there is where all the power is, but it all stems from here because everything we're seeing, these laptops we're on right now, these microphones we're using, you know, the phones, the cars, all that came from inside. It was a, a, a someone imagined that to be true. And now it comes to physical existence. That is the, the art of creation. We create it in here, then we bring it down into physical form. So long way of saying imagination has been a key, uh, is a key part of my process of becoming powerful. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, Dustin. Uh, Madi, what are your thoughts about that? I, I agree. I mean, imagination, we've been taught how to use our imagination in reverse. We can imagine ourselves losing. We can imagine ourselves being turned down. We can imagine people not liking us. We can imagine not being qualified. We can imagine people seeing through us and seeing that we are fake or whatever. We can imagine that. Those, that's, that's all imagination. In fact, I would say 99% of the things that we deal with negativity is our own imagination being used against us. Why? Because we have not learned how to exercise the power of our imagination. Imagination is an ability. It's an ability that we have not learned to drive for ourselves. So we've been running off of what people, what everybody else tells us to imagine and picture in our lives. But if you sit with yourself and you sit, you allow yourself it will develop the ability to imagine yourself having what you want, to imagine yourself being healthy, to imagine yourself being strong and have balance and being able to articulate clearly. If you sit down and, and create those images and then, you know, allow the vibration, the vibrational frequency to develop within yourself, that's in alignment with those things. Things start happening in alignment with that. But most of our time is spent imagining the very opposite of what we want. So we are constantly walking around in fear. That's the opposite of becoming powerful. Mm. So you, you, mm. you become fearful. So the average person, that's the reason why there's so much crime, so much murder, so much death in, our, in the country, is because there are so many people who are terrified. People are running off of fear and they're using weapons to try to regain power. But a, a weapon cannot, re, cannot give you power. A weapon gives you force, not power. And mm. you, you know what I'm saying? That's what we ran off of, and that's all driven by fear. Martin, can I just say with this? Please, please. No, because I, I said our imagination is what connects us to the infinite creator, but it's not what connects us. It is the infinite creator within us, right? Yes. We are yes. all the infinite creator. And, you know, I think about just going back to basketball really quick. So we have a good team. Right? But we're we're not big. Our biggest player right not now. Not bragging, though. No. You're not bragging now. You're not oh, bragging. Well, no. I am bragging. I am bragging because I'm super proud of him. But our biggest player is six five. We're playing teams that are like six eight, six seven, you know, six six across the board that are good. But one of the things we've incorporated with our team is conscious visualization before games, sometimes at halftime and timeouts for them them to see their success. And we are beating teams that, on paper, you see the size that we shouldn't beat because they believe in themselves and they've already seen the victory. It's already there. Now they just have to go out and do their jobs. It's already there, right? Mm -hmm. And so be, being able to bring that to these young people at this age, you know, I see with Ke uh, Kelly, who's one of our teammates, coaches Bellevue High School team. Again, their biggest player, They, I mean, they had one kid who was six seven, but by and large, they're a small team. They finished fourth in states because they incorporated meditation and visualization and seeing their success, knowing it's already created. We just have to bring it into material form. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And, you know, you know, I, I love the basketball and the coaching metaphors, uh, you know, the analogies. My D, what I heard you just say is I heard you just say that fear is a great limit limiter in the process of becoming powerful. And, you know, right before we came on this, you know, we, we started to record this podcast. We were on another call. Where we were talking about Internet trolls. Right. We were talking about right, how right. people use like especially Twitter to just lock in. And to just state their case and, you know, one side versus the other. And we were saying, you know, is there a way to like approach everybody and say, no, we could actually like kind of meet somewhere like there's probably some stuff we can agree on. But as you were just talking and as I was thinking back to that conversation, the Internet troll is completely motivated by fear, fear yeah. of change, fear of what they don't understand. And and that's such a limiter um, in the in the process of becoming powerful. 
Uh, yeah, I definitely would agree. And the, the thing is, I would say it's a misunderstanding of fear. Mm. So you, you have fear, but you don't lean into what the fear is trying to introduce you to. Because all fear is trying to do is really is bring you back to your power. It's trying to bring to mind for you very, the, in a clear way that you are away from your power. And if you, you, when you're in fear, nobody likes to be in fear. Nobody likes how that feels. The uncomfortableness of the feeling of fear is designed to make you have a yearning to be next to your power. But what if, but if you have never went through a course, you, no one has ever taught you what power is, how to connect with your power, then you pick up what you've been taught to believe going to give you power, a gun, some money, something external. And the reality is you do that and you end up feeling more powerless. Because if I, if I get a gun and I still feel powerless, if I get a whole bunch of money and still feel powerless, it's going even, I'm going to feel even more powerless than I would if I didn't have it. Because now I'm saying I know it's something wrong with me. The reality is there's nothing wrong with you. Just you've never been, you've never been taught, not just taught, coached, relationshiped into a, a, a relationship with how to utilize the abilities within yourself so you can feel what you're truly capable of doing on your own. So I think you just provided us an excellent segue. Um, I think we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to tell everybody, we're going to announce a very special series of events that's going to be coming to you that is exactly uh, a a step-by-step guide to becoming powerful. There is nothing more powerful than communication because we all have to do it. And we're all doing it on some level all the time. When we are talking to ourselves or thinking, that's just another word for talking to ourselves, which means that we are doing what? Communicating with ourselves. When we are verbally speaking to other people, our body or when our body language is demonstrating communication, communication is so important because the world runs off communication. So when you power up your communication, you essentially power up your life. At the Soul Focus Group, we invite everybody that comes to really delve into powering up their communication, transforming the way they listen, transforming the way they speak, transforming the way they connect to people, because that is where our power is. Power up your communication, people. We all need it. All right. Well, I just told everybody that when you came back and we're back now, that we are going to make an incredibly exciting announcement about an upcoming event where we are going to share with everybody the soul focus group way of becoming powerful. M, I'm going to turn it over to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, Martin. And look, it is my absolute pleasure. I feel so honored to be able to introduce what we're getting ready to bring to you. And that is the power summit. Like I said to you before, it's long overdue. The idea of bringing leaders together to help them unlock their power and become unleashed in it in a way that they've never been unleashed in it before. So the power summit, the idea of a power summit is that summit means the highest point. So it's to take someone to the highest point of their power. Now, the reality is the power summit is going to happen in you. You are going to be the walking power summit where you are going to feel yourself reaching the highest point of your power. What does that mean? You're going to become very aware of your abilities and how to use them in order to change the reality of your life, the ones, the realities you want to change, to change them into what you want them to be, right? There's nothing, there's nothing more satisfying than to know that I have the power to change my reality, especially if the reality is not what I want it to be. The Power Summit, you're going to be given the step-by-step process through a process of time that will help develop your power in a way that has never happened to you before. Dustin, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, you know, I, I, there's so many people out in the world who are seeking to affect change, to affect change in their own lives, to affect change in their community and the institutions and systems they work in. And if we take a sober reflection on where we are as a society, we have so many people who are struggling with depression, anxiety, um, loneliness, failed relationships. This is an opportunity for us to come to a space to have a level of conversation that's going to allow ourselves to, to blossom and flourish, to reconnect with our beautiful thinking mind, and also to be able to take our beautiful thinking mind to affect that larger societal change and create a world that we deserve. Because we, the truth is we are so close to it. Mm-hmm. We have the ability to create something so different than this, where people are really connected 
people are operating from a place of human solidarity, but the power power summit is going to help us get into self-solidarity so we can create human solidarity and be connected as we're supposed to be. You know, Madi, one of the things, you know, we often will say, you know, we've created so much technology. We have technology, you know, out the yin-yang right now, but we haven't grown ourselves. Right. This is a, the power summit is an opportunity for us to grow ourselves so we can catch up with the technology and create a world that is reflective of how incredibly loving and beautiful we all all really are. Look, the most magnificent technology on the planet is you. If you don't learn how to drive that technology, all the other technology don't even matter. So at the Power Summit, you're going to learn how to drive the most innovative technology that ever has been created. And how do I know it? it's the most innovative that's ever been created? Because you're the only one. Yeah, thank you all. First of all, just I'm feeling the excitement and the energy. I really am. Yes, yeah, um, I'm, I'm I'm pumped. I can barely contain myself in this chair. <laughs> it's been this 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 has been a long time in the making. I know, I know it has because I've been talking yeah. to you all about this for a long time. So this is really beautiful. So let me ask you this, Dustin. Who who is this designed for? Who is yeah. the perfect person to come to the Power Summit? I, I would first say I want I want to answer that in several different ways. Folks who see themselves as leaders. Whether you're a leader in an organization, in a company, in your family, in your community, if you see yourself as a leader, the Power Summit is for you. If you are someone who often will say to yourself, I know there's more to this than what I'm experiencing, and I know there's more to me than I'm experiencing, the Power Power Summit is for you. If you are someone who is just, just intrigued by the conversation you're hearing us have on this, on this podcast, this videocast right now, then I would encourage you to come and check out the Power Summit, right? Because there's there's a reason why you clicked on this, this podcast, this videocast, right? All of us deserve to have power. So really the answer, Martin, is this is for everyone, but exclusively I would lock in on folks who see themselves as leaders and folks who know there's more, who are actively asking that question and are seeking um, the next level in their life journey. Beautiful. My D, what would you add to that? That's awesome. Thank you. I would Justin. say, I would say ditto to what everything Dustin said. And I would say, listen, if you're ready, if you're ready, because if you're not ready yet, we could pour all the water we can on you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to absorb it. Are you ready to be in your power? Are you ready to feel the, the, the benefits that come with driving your own life to where you want to go? Are you ready to have a, a whole different ball game be played in your favor if you're ready for that if that sounds intriguing if it sounds interesting fascinating if it makes your heart beat a little faster if it's, even if it sounds unbelievable you need to be there you need to sign up for the power summit and you need to do it now 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 that means there's no yesterday and there's no after right now did you say now now yes <laughs> So oh, not no, later. Brown cow. <laughs> <laughs> so not later, not later, and not in the past. But you're saying now. I think you um, said now, Martin. I think you said now. I think so too. Now. Not yeah. So what we're talking about is now the, now. the power, the power of now, if if you would. Yes. So Madi, what what do you think? You said for those who are ready. So somebody's like, I don't know if I'm ready. Like, man, I don't know. Like power is a whole crazy thing for me. You know, power, I, I, I still have this negative idea of power. Like what do you, what makes people apprehensive about becoming powerful that you think might make them feel, well, gosh, I'm just really not ready for this yet. Well, it's because of the socialization. We've all been socialized to believe three things about power that has deterred us from, from being able to say, or admit to, I want power. Everybody wants power. It's a part of your nature as a human being because everybody wants to exercise their ability. That's natural. So we all want power, but we've been taught, number one, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And we have felt fallen for that. The reality is it's, po- it's not power that corrupts. It's not your ability that corrupts you. Out of, matter of fact, it's the misuse of your ability that corrupts you. And the biggest misuse of your ability is to not use it at all. That's the biggest misuse of your ability. The second thing we've been taught that power is not in us, it's outside of us, and there's only a certain amount of it left. So we think there's, there's a shortage of power. Power runs out. Listen, power is abundant. You can, you can make it as much as you want. You could split your ability, use your ability in so many different ways to create so many different realities for yourself. So we've been taught that, and then we've been taught that power is something you got to take from someone else. 
So those three things deter us, especially for someone who wants to be a good human being. Someone striving to be a good person would not want to even associate with power or not even want to say, admit out loud that I want to be powerful. So I think those people who are ready to admit to themselves, the people who are ready, are those who are ready to admit, I want power. I want power. Repeat after me. I want power. I want, I want power. you to say, I want power. Listen, I want power. Absolutely. I want power. Because you know what? You cannot change your reality without it. So how are you going to say you're going to be pointing the finger at the people that you think are powerful and you say that they're wrong for being powerful, but you don't want to own your power to change mm -hmm. your reality. Right. I want power and I want it now. I, I, I want to ask, I want to ask everybody, I want to build on what you just said and did. I want to ask everybody, not, not, the, not the three of us, but everybody at home, just take a second, take a breath and say to yourself, say out loud, I want power and I want it now. Now, what I want you to check in with yourself is what came up, what came up for you when you said that out loud, mm, what feelings mm. came up for you when you said, and do it again, I want power and I want it now. What feelings came up for you that, that might make you feel like you're not ready or what feelings came up for you that you're like, I'm absolutely ready for the power summit, right? 100% ready for the power summit. So just do that as a, do that as a quick exercise so you can really check in with yourself. I love that, Martin. I love that. I, it reminds me of that commercial, you know, I, I got money and I, I want it now, you know, the, the, <laughs> the lawyers, <laughs> I want power now because we can't afford to continue to exist without our power because all of the pain that we are experiencing is life without power. Mm. That's life without power. I want power and I want it now. Dustin, um, thank you. Thank you, my D. Dustin, you know, when we do our workshops, we hear a lot of people talk about their discomfort with power. We hear people of color talk about um, the fact that they feel like when they exert their individual power, a lot of times they say they feel like negative things happen to them. Yeah. We hear white folks say, um, you know, I have negative ideas of power as a white person. Like I can't be powerful as a white person because I've seen so many examples of powerful white people doing horrible things. So what would you say specifically to those concerns that we've heard come up in uh, in workshop settings? Yeah, so so much of the, the views that when we hear those concerns, they're still the same in-the-box ideas around power that Mahdi was alluding to earlier in the conversation. And so it's, it's going to require us to have a reframing of what it means to be powerful. So often we will hear, you know, people of color, you know, say, you know, if I, I really, you know, brought my power to bear, you know, I would explode and go off on people. Well, that's not our power. That's not what we're talking about. That's coming from our egoic mind that, you know, our assigned ego, right? And so the power summit is going to help us really at a, from a place of depth, reframe the socialization all of us have received around power. Also to work to remove from our subconscious program, or to begin to recognize at least what's in our subconscious programming uh, around power and where we're on autopilot with confusion around power that really is us showing up uh, uh, manifesting disempowerment. And then we're also going to spend time really understanding how our assigned ego keeps us from, from bringing forward our most powerful self, from becoming as powerful as we are. You know, and so a lot of us are confused thinking that we are these identities, Dustin, Madi, Martin, and all the messages that go with that. That's from the assigned ego. But, you know, Madi, one of the things when you were saying around, you know, I want power. Well, the truth is that we are power. It's just latent right now for many of us. You know, we just have some layers on top of it. So we're going to remove the, we're going to go through very intentional processes to remove those layers so we can see what power really means for us, what it means for us to show up. Uh, it, from a place of power. And then Martin, those those notions that whether white people, people of color, whoever have, right? Those are all products of socialization in the box. And we're going to kind of lay those bare so we can set those to the side and start being who we really are. You know, you know, you know one of the, the, I think the greatest problems that exist in the world today is waste. And it shows up as people not knowing what to do with themselves. There is nothing more painful than you not knowing what to do with you. Hmm. You not knowing how to position yourself. You not knowing where you're supposed to be, who wants you to be where you want to be. When you don't know what to do with yourself, it creates an ex extraordinary amount of pain. The power summit will help you understand what to do with you because it's putting you in touch with your ability. 
See, our abilities tell us what we're supposed to be and how to apply ourselves and when to apply ourselves so we can get into the rhythm that we need to understand to be our most effective self. Most of us are out of rhythm. We're out of position. You can't score a basket if you're out of position. And you got to learn how to move without the ball, putting yourself in the position, even though if it looks like you don't have what you want right now, you still got to keep moving to the ball. So the power summit is going to help you put yourself in the right position. And you, you, you know, my dear, as you say that, one of the things I'm sitting here thinking, and to your question you just asked, Martin, is whether we're talking about racism, patriarchy, poverty, all the systemic violence and interpersonal violence we see, you know, the mental health crisis, all the, the fentanyl and addiction and all that stuff. This world, the way the power arrangement, external power arrangement has been set up, really relies on us having a fear of being powerful and staying in a disempowered state. Because right? then, then they can exploit our, our labor, our creativity, our resources, and we're no threat to the existing oppressive arrangement. And so those just, you know, thinking about those who are really focused on wanting to create social change and, and dismantle the isms that exist and affect all of our lives, it's important for us to really sit with the fact that the socialization of our society has been designed to keep us from connecting with our essence, which is power. And so all these things put in to distract us. And so the most powerful thing we can do to end racism, to end sexism, to end poverty, war, all this stuff is for each of us to take responsibility for who we really are, which is power. Then we come together again in that spirit of solidarity and we can create whatever we want. We can create whatever we want. Could you, you know, you, you just look at some of the things that are happening like people going hungry. Well, you know, we were, I was talking on the plane with the kids about this. We have silos of food. We have grocery store. I mean, there's no reason. We've just, uh, we've co-signed on this arrangement. But if we were in touch with how powerful we really are, there would never be, a, but that's just almost ridiculous. And when we think about any of our children and how we were as children, my when I think heaven and all, Martin, I think that, you know, when Maya was a child and your grandkids and Nico and Elijah and Kaylin, as children, they would never design a world where people would go hungry, given all this food, right? No. That, right? But they're, they're close. They're in their power right now. Now, the world will socialize them to, to, to remove or to, to separate, separate them. them. Right. Yeah. right, right. But you know what, though? When I talk about, think about the idea, of, we've been organizing for a long time. But we've been organizing for the, long, for the most part with disempowered people. Yeah. We were disempowered, organizing yes. with other disempowered people. Yes. And it's a cocktail for mess. Yes. It's a cocktail for toxicity. It's a cocktail for not making any progress. When you put disempowered people together, they can only create more disempowerment. So as individuals, we're asking you to step out and agree to embracing your power, learning how to use your ability so you can step back in the collective and be a voice of clarity for those who don't have clarity. Not saying that you're better than and they're less than, but saying that now I know how to I know how to apply myself correctly to get the results we want, right? So because all of us have to be thinking about how do I leverage myself? You know, all my life I've been asking that question: how do I leverage myself so I can get the best out of me and others can get the best out of me at the same time, right? But it took me a while to learn how to leverage myself. I didn't learn how to leverage myself until I became acquainted with my power. And then I learned that my power was to help people get into their power. So I know when people come to see me, they come to see me because they're out of their power. And my job is to help them put, put them back into their power. That's what I've been doing all my life. I've been doing it since I was born. So the reality is, but I, it took me a minute to study myself enough to know what my power was. We want you to know what your power is so you can feel the surging energy that flows through you when you're in harmony with yourself yes. in this world. You know, thank you. Thank you both. Um, my D, you've been doing this for a long time, whether you've called it the Power Summit or you've called it other things, individual and collective. Um, how have you seen people walk away when they've gone through this process about learning what it takes um, to become powerful? When they when they're on the process, in the process, on the journey of becoming powerful, how do you see people? How have you seen people walk away, and how will you see people walk away? from these power summits uh, that we're going to be holding starting in June? I've seen people walk away with a totally new perspective on themselves. And I, let me break it down for a minute. 
So the law of perspective says what you see is what you get. It doesn't mean what you see is all that's available. What you see is what you get. So what happens when people come to the power summit, their perspective is blown up. So they start seeing a whole lot more that's possible for themselves. And they start getting more out of themselves that they thought was possible than what they came. They leave feeling fantastic about themselves, not just good, but fantastic about themselves. They walk away in a vibration, a vibrational frequency that attracts money to them, that attracts, attracts more attractive people to them, that allows them to be seen and heard by people that they want to be seen and heard, which I think person that they want to be seen and heard by the most unconsciously is themselves. They walk away taking themselves serious, really appreciating who the hell they are and what they bring to the table when they show up. I mean, those are some goodies right there because I know for a long part of my life, I would show up and I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what, I didn't know I was the party mixed at the, at the party. I didn't know I was the reason why everybody was coming together. Cause see, everybody's coming together for you. But if you're not in your power, you, you feel lost. People would say to you, you know what? You have changed my life and you won't believe them. People would say, I, I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for you. You think they're lying to you when you're not in your power. When you embrace your power, everything changed. That's what happened for people. A total shift in their reality. Yeah, that, thank you for sharing that. That, that really hit me. I, I just want to pause for a second and just personalize it and say that a lot of the work I've done with, with you, my dear, and with you too, Dustin, around, you know, for a lo- for most of my life, I only believe people when they said negative things about me. Mm. I almost never believe people when they said positive people, positive things about me. When people said, you're brilliant, you're, you know, you're all of these great things. You can do all these things. People are coming together for you. Like you just said, I was like, bullshit. That's not true. This is all an act. They don't know the real me. So I always went to the negative. So I just want to I want to just step out of out of the host role for just a second and just give a, like a little bit of a testimonial about how life changing these ideas about what it means, you know, to become powerful, how becoming powerful. One of the main pieces has been to start to believe the positive things that people say about you. That's been huge for me because I only would believe the negative and that's what I would focus on. And that that feels like a huge piece of becoming powerful that people will get out of the power summit. And it is because, you know, the average person is afraid. If things start going good for you, they are afraid to lean into it. They are afraid to start anticipating it, to start expecting it. So you say, how things are going? Oh, it's going all right. I mean, things could be going great, but you would say, no, it's just all right. Because you're afraid to say, man, it's going great. I'm enjoying my life because you think the shoe is going to drop the minute you say something positive about yourself. So, so what ends up happening is we have a hit and miss experience with our power, hit or miss, because we didn't completely lean into it. See, when you completely lean into it, then that's it, baby. There ain't, ain't no going back. That don't mean every day going to be roses, but that means if you get a flat tire, you know how to fix that mug fast. That's what this is about. This is about knowing how to change your flat tire real fast. Sometimes you don't have to change. You could have your own service pull up and change it for you because you ain't so much in your power. It might be even those days that aren't roses, there's beauty and wisdom and lessons in those days that are designed for our growth as well. And we'll be able to see that. Yes, sir. Yes. Without without a doubt, without a doubt. Becoming a, a huge part of what I hear both of you saying right now is a huge part of becoming powerful is understanding that everything ultimately works in our own favor. Mark, you said a mouthful right there. Because see, see what, here's why... Becoming powerful is such an important conversation. All our lives, we've had what it, what it takes. All our lives, right? So, and, and the universe is working totally in our favor. But we have not been. We have been socialized to work against ourselves. So the universe is working in our favor. Not just us. Everybody we come into contact with, the universe is working in their favor. But we have not worked in our favor. So whatever the universe is doing in our favor, we worked against it. We have been our worst enemy. I wouldn't say we as the original self, but the thoughts we think have been our worst enemy, right? So, you, but you have the ability to change your thoughts. Matter of fact, it's one of the, it's the one of the rare things you have the ability to change. You could change your thoughts, and when you change your thoughts and align them with what you want, you can change your reality. So, Dustin, as we as we close this episode out, can you tell us a little bit about like 
And just a little teaser, because we're going to record another episode coming up real soon where we're going to go a little bit deeper into this concept. But just just tease people just a little bit and let them know what they can expect at the first power summit. So what you can expect is to begin to understand what our ego is, the process in which we were assigned an ego, and what we can begin to do to liberate ourselves from the assigned ego and to make our ego work in conjunction and harmony with our original selves. Beautiful, my D. You can expect to be engaged in a way that is completely different than you've been engaged in most of the social conscious circles. You could, you're going to find yourself being challenged to embrace what is beautiful about yourself, what is intelligent about yourself without apologizing and to lean into it in a way that you've never leaned into it before. All right. Well, thank you all so much. And this is incredible. And I'm just so glad we had this opportunity to talk. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, fam. Yes, yes. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, Dustin. So have you ever heard of a term called groundwater? Groundwater is another word we use at the Soul Focus Group that means subconscious programming. From the ages of zero to seven, we are subconsciously programmed. So much information and choices and decisions are downloaded into our subconscious mind. And we begin to start living that life. And even though that life we're living is not the life we chose for ourselves. And it's not until we understand the impact of the groundwater, what the groundwater really is, that we begin to wake up to our own lives and begin to choose what we want for ourselves. At the Soul Focus Group, we bring you to that consciousness so that you can begin to choose the life you want to live for yourself. Man, that was awesome. Um, I feel energized by that conversation, you all. I'm so glad. Like I said, this is a blast from the past, the three of us being on here. We, we need to do it more often um, because I just love the energy that comes from these conversations. And I love the fact that we are finding new and incredible ways to share the Soul Focus group way with the world. So just thank you all so much for coming on today. You're welcome. You're welcome, Mark. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you for everybody out in the listening audience. Sign up today. Register for the Power Summit today. Your life will never be the same again. Becoming powerful, it should be on your plate for something to eat immediately. We look forward to seeing you. Absolutely. We want to thank each and every one of you for listening. Um, As my D said, go to soulfocusgroup.com. You're going to see a link to sign up for the first Power Summit. And just check out everything we do. Like us in every format. Uh, Subscribe to us in every format. Help us to grow. Um, Know that we love you. We care about each and every one of you. And that's why we're so invested in each and every one of you becoming powerful. Because we love you. We care about you. And we know that every one of you and every one of us is what's going to make the change that we all want to see. So with that, as always, we will ask you to stay safe, stay well, and most of all, stay safe.